Welcome back, everybody, to the next edition of the EPL Boys Podcast. It is your boys, Logan and JD, back, but we're not alone. We have a guest, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Pettit from Lads Podcast fame. If you don't know what the Lads Podcast <laughs> is, what are you doing? Go subscribe to Kevin and Martin. They're just like JD, but both of them are drinking instead of just JD. Um, Kevin's awesome. Kevin's a great guy, and we're very happy to have him on. Kevin, how has your week been? Are you excited for the Premier League to finally come back? Uh, well, first off, thank you, boys, for having me on the show. This Absolutely. is such an yeah, honor. Definitely. The f- definitely. The first guest? Sheesh. I, uh, I'm sweating. Um, well, I, I, I am very excited that the Premier League is back, being that I am a big hater of the international break. <laughs> Obviously, we have seen the repercussions from the international break, not only injuries, but we also have some <laughs> illnesses going around with some major yeah. players. But, yes, Premier League is back. Arsenal is back. One uh, player, uh, protege, is going up against his mentor this weekend. So I'm very excited to talk about all the games. And especially for you guys, you got a massive derby. So thank you again for having me. Absolutely. We will get to that. JD, how's your week been, man? Are you ready to bet on some EPL finally? Because you've been struggling. You've been putting like $1 bets on like every every international game. Odds are like 20,000 to win. You're not going to win that no, shit. Dude, these, these international this games. This is your bread and butter. These international games have been shit this weekend because <laughs> I don't I don't know who's fucking playing. Like, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea how no these games does. turn out. France, Portugal, 0-0. Like, come on. Fuck this. Like, the only, the only thing I got right last week, and I said in the last episode, was, the, was England beating Belgium. And, I mean, like, cool, but it was part of a parlay that also failed. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm so excited for the Premier League to be back. I can judge it so much better. Oh, yes. And we're going to start the games for no reason, no good reason, with the Merseyside Derby. That's the first game of the weekend, 7.30 Ugh, for us Americans. God. Eastern on time. On Saturday. Eastern time, of course. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, f- fucking, okay. That's just that's just what's going to be happening, I guess. I hate this. Probably the most important game. But, I hate Kevin, about I'll this. let you go first. What are your thoughts on this game? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Well, what I love about this matchup is that even though the Merseyside Derby has a rich history, I mean, it's been one-sided <laughs> for <laughs> yep. Good. the, the longest right time. Yeah, so Liverpool has absolutely dominated this Derby. I think the Everton hasn't won in the past, like, I don't even know, isn't it? Like, it's uh, t- I think it's 10 years. A decade, it's a right? Decade, yes. Yeah. Ten One years. whole great decade, yes. So for me, there is some cool storylines going into this. It's a lot more exciting being that Everton is top of the table and Liverpool um, not hitting um, all on all cylinders right now. But the thing that I'm most excited for is to see if Everton are still going to stick to what they're doing. Are they going to still be the fun attacking, like we're having a ball beginning first four matches of the Premier League? Or are they going to pull back? Are yeah. they going to try and change up the tactics because it is a more intimidating uh, side? And the big question for Liverpool, I I mean, I'm putting my money, JD, just so you know, on Liverpool uh, winning this good match. Man. That's a good man. I'm not because touching come- this match. Because well, you never bet on Liverpool for starters, well, that's but yeah. um, that's what you're here for now. You can bet on Liverpool for us. <laughs> <laughs> because like what I've just, I think this is just me and my dumb gambling head as well. Is that once a team comes off a horrible, embarrassing loss, which we will not forget about the Villa match, but Liverpool has come 
uh, rested and have reorganized. And it was a little wake-up call. So I feel like the best way to not only show everyone in the Premier League, hey, we're still Liverpool, is to do it in the Merseyside Derby, their Derby. So mm-hmm. I feel as though, especially if we have Thiago out there, I haven't heard what the starting lineups are going to be on both sides. Um, yeah, I'm confident in Liverpool, but I want to see if Everton will make it exciting for them. And if mm-hmm. ever so if Everton plays well, that would be awesome. That would be really great to see. Um, and I just want to see – I think the best thing for Everton is if they still play well even in a loss. That will be you know signs that this side has a new culture and Carlo – uh, knows that they're maybe one or two pieces away from being like you know a confident top six, top four side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your scoreline though? What do you think the score is going to be? We always do scorelines um, on the show. If I'm going to be honest, because Liverpool has mm-hmm. been shaky in the back right now, so I want to see how they line up. If they're going to put Fabinho in the back, um, is Allison coming back? Do we know? No, he's no, not. Allison he's will out. still be out. Adrian San Miguel is still our goalkeeper, unfortunately. Okay. So, if I'm going to pick a scoreline, I'm probably going to go 2-1 Liverpool. I mean, yeah, Liverpool 2-1, um, but I think it will be highly competitive. Okay. JD, your turn. Um, I, I definitely agree. I, I think Liverpool oh, will, will win this game. And the reason is because it's been 10 years since they've lost this game. And they just, when they need to win this game, they find a way to do it. You know, Hugh Divakarigi off the off the crossbar, and I mean it was Jordan Pickford, but still, <laughs> they they just find a way to win these games. You know, they they drew nil nil in uh, the first game back from the restart, but they didn't need to win that game. You know, they they were no. we were gonna win the title. It, it wasn't it, it, like when Liverpool needs to win this game, they do, and I think they will. I think it'll be a great game. I think Everton will certainly score, but I think Liverpool will score more. I, well, there you go. That's how you win football games. It's just score yep. more than the other team. Yep. Booger, um, Booger McFarland I, here. I, <laughs> I completely agree with both of you. I do think Liverpool are going to win. I actually have the scoreline written down. It's 3-2. to two. I think this is going to be a barn burner. I think with Adrian and Gold, there's just there's going to be a, a, a mistake. Um, there's, it's just inevitable with him, it seems, over the last like six months. It just seems like he's just really not confident. The back line is not confident in him. Um, but... Mane will be back as well. Thiago should be back. Um, that's going to be very important for us, and I I see us winning three to two. I I just I can see Calvert Lewin scoring a header from a fucking great Hamas cross. I can just that's just gonna happen well, at least once, probably twice. But their defense is kind of shaky as well. Everton's I don't trust their center backs fully, especially Yerry Mina. It feels like he can either be great. Or just completely make a stupid error at any point. So, I think it will be three to two, but we all say Liverpool. So, I, I mean, well, it's, I, it's, I, it's I, I don't want to be, so. I don't want to be white guy, you know, devil's advocate here. But what white I guy devil's wa- advocate, okay, I, here I am. But what I want <laughs> to ask you guys is, you know, say hypothetically, I know when you're Liverpool mind's eye, you can't even them Everton winning this match but oh, no I can't because I fucking hate Adrian I think he's the I, worst plague upon this land so if Everton <laughs> Everton do win this and if you listen to lads Martin has been a hater he thinks Everton <laughs> are massive frauds but he says this is the game to decide it he said he needed five matches so happens the fifth match is mm. the Merseyside Derby it just so, happens. so if Everton do win this are we are we talking team of destiny here they are for real if they win this game. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, they, I, they I've win. been kind of saying that for like we've been saying that me and JD both have been like, let's just wait, give them a little bit, and see what happens after that because their first string of games, other than Spurs, have been pretty easy. What was Brighton, Crystal Palace, and West Brom? Like that's not like the murderer's row of teams. Even Spurs at the beginning of the season looked kind of sketchy. So this was like Everton's first real test. But yeah, if if they come out and win this game. They're for real. Like they're probably for real. Like almost top four contenders. I think if they come out. I think and, even and if it's a draw. This, yeah, I do too. If they win, like, they're definitely like, making top four. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I still don't know if they'll beat us in in the in the actual table, but pff, man, that team is scary, man. With Carlo, Carlo it's, is he's it, just a ridiculous manager, and he's it's always rather been that crazy way, to be talking about Everton in these in this yeah. kind of, of light. It is rather. I mean, this is 2020 by definition. <laughs> yeah. Them and Villa are the top two places right now. But it's just 2020. What I will say is, table. are they one James Rodriguez injury away from not being this good? I'm curious. What you what do you guys think about that? He, yes, because he's been he's been the backbone of that team offensively for the entire season. And it does hurt to say, because we definitely don't wish injuries upon anybody. Of course but not. James, just his, his injury history, man. You have to look at him and you have to be kind of skeptical if he can play 30 games in a league campaign. You just have to raise questions about that. You yeah. really do. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I think James has just been such a glowing part of this squad. It would break my mm-hmm. heart to see him not, uh, you know, be able to play the rest of the season. So yeah. um, it's in the same with like uh, we brought this up about Gareth Bale, which I'm sure we'll get to like, it, like his injury history. Like everyone's talking about that front three. I mean, it's a great front three. If you know, everyone stays healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Even Kane too. Like Kane's injury history is also uh, at least over the last two years has been really sketchy. So him plus same, Bale, yeah. it's kind of crazy, but moving on to Chelsea and Southampton. Um, JD, I'll start with you next. What do you think is going to happen? And I think we probably have the same predictions, all three of us. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Southampton have not been great this season. I think this, I think this is going to be a game that Chelsea can, you know, make another statement in, which is what they need to do. I think Chelsea mm-hmm. this season, because they have so many new faces, they really just need every game. They need to try and make a statement, not just win the game, but make a statement about it. And this is a perfect opportunity for them. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. This will be the game that Team Everner scores his first goal. <laughs> I, happen I haven't been right in four games previous. If you but... just keep saying it, though, he can't just not score yeah, I know. the whole season. He'll, you know sco- I mean? he'll I mean, score. JD, a, a dog gets its bone eventually. Eventually. So, yeah. eventually. I'm not a betting on it. A clock is right twice a day. I, I bet on sensible things. Not Team Everner getting his first Chelsea goal because it's been four games and it's a little ridiculous. But I... Mm. I don't know. I the fact that Chilwell scored before him, come on. But yeah. um, I think as we as we get farther in this season, we've said it before. This team will start clicking once we get Pulisic back. You know, Ziyech, which he should be back for this game actually. Oh, will he? he okay, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, think, he came off the bench in the last game, but he might start this game. I think. I think if Danny Ings ha- is burnt out from England duty, I think this will be a comfortable three 0 win. Chelsea. I have the same score line written down, JD. We're on we're on wavelengths. Kevin, what do you think though? Yeah, just because I'm still shaky on Chelsea's defense, which I think any Chelsea fan will agree with me. Um, yeah, sure. I would probably say I would probably say like three one, and then some. You know, uh, Southampton will get you know pounce on some type of like quick counter or something like that, and yeah. you know, I mean, I still haven't seen enough of Mendy to get a good idea of what he's like. I mean, I'm going to assume better than Keppa because God knows that's just. Wait, didn't Mendy I mean, get injured? 
Oh, is, Wait, is really? he out? Are you serious? I swear I saw that. I swear I saw Hold that. And he got injured on the Is this breaking news? Oh, my God. Are, are Chelsea, are Chelsea <laughs> Logan, look looking it up. down the barrel of, of a Willie Caballero I or swear to God. Like a double barrel shotgun? I right swear now? to God, I saw, I saw that Mendy is got injured. Is Petr Cech going to put the helmet back on? <laughs> hey, He's Petr probably Cech. their best oh second string goalkeeper, honestly. He probably is, at least in that club right now. I swear <laughs> I saw that. Why did it? JD, this is this this, this is changes the news. line. Yeah, this is, holy shit. Hold on, I might be wrong, but I'm nothing. pretty sure I saw that though. I mean, I don't really follow Chelsea that closely, but I, I didn't somebody yeah. say it in the Discord though. I, I thought I thought somebody said it in the Discord. Was it fucking Brad? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it it might have been. been. Drop the Chelsea news into five star iTunes reviews down below. We will check them out after the episode. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, but I thought I saw <laughs> that he got injured. Oh well. I mean, that could change the game. That really could. Because if Kepa fucking rolls up, Southampton. I mean, Danny She's Ings. About to go down. That Danny Ings is going to be licking changed. his lips at the sight of Kepa Arizabalaga. <laughs> That's like the only way that Che Adams would actually be able to score a fucking goal. Is if they put Kepa and goal against Oh, him. he like scored like two or three last season. Give him a break. I know. I'm just saying this year, though. I was, ki- I was kidding. I was kidding. He's terrible. Uh, but yeah, we're all in agreement, though. I think even with Kepa, I do think Chelsea just has the skill all else, all, all around the team to win. Um, yeah, but, I'm just I'm really excited to see uh, what's the name Zayic as well. I mean, we yeah. Was, oh yeah, he, I think I think he's back too. He was training as well I with Christian. Tra- yeah, they were training together. So that would be that, crazy. That would be great, and I, I would love to see that, how that dynamic's going to work with Kai Havertz. I mean, they just have so much going Dude, for them that I that? really want to see this team firing in all cylinders. Like, what could it possibly look like? When that team fully comes together, and it's like a 4-2-3-1 or whatever, I imagine, like, the back four, and then Kovacic and Conte playing, like, a double pivot. Then you have, like, Havertz as a cam with Pulisic, Werner, and Zayanch in front of him. That's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous starting eleven. What was the what was the lineup that you posted on on our Instagram? Where it was like oh, they're yeah, gonna be like running face. a two two one yeah. six. It was like it it was like reports that they might that they might want like Holland, and I was like Chelsea, you're gonna play a three one six three one twenty one. I swear to God, this is what it's gonna be. With uh, Reese, we'll get to that guy. With Reese playing holding midfield. Like. Yeah, that was hilarious. But we're gonna move on though to. Actually, what might what might usually be probably the biggest game of the weekend, though, City and Arsenal. This game, with Kevin being the gunner here, we're gonna let him go first. This game is big. This game is a big game, Kevin. No, this is massive, um, and I don't <laughs> feel great about it. <laughs> I mean, I I my my biggest takeaway is I want to see Thomas Partey, who is our uh, groundbreaking signing. I mean, I think he's probably even more important than say like the Aubameyang Pepe I'm saying because we haven't had we've always been able to attack here at Arsenal but since Patrick Vieira our midfield has been weak it's been soft but just soft boys in there and for me Mm -hmm. I just want to see him and how he'll do against you know the likes of Kevin De Bruyne uh Bernardo Silva um all those players how is he going to be able can he boss a midfield De Bruyne so might not from, be fit. Oh, really? He pulled out of the Belgium squad. I'm I'm positive about that mm. one. De Bruyne pulled out of okay. the Belgium squad with an injury. Um, oh, wow. So, for me, I mean, this is, you know, the protege uh, Arteta versus Pep. And my, my biggest fear, though, is the same with, like, Liverpool going up against Everton, is that Pep is coming off a humiliating loss against Leicester, the 5-2 uh, bludgeoning. And... For me, I feel as though Pep wants to, one, set an example against his former, you know, uh, 
you know, as his mentor to Arteta, be like, hey, I'm still the boss man here. Second, um, he wants to remind people because people have kind of like been, you know, doubting City a bit this year uh, because of their defensive struggles and stuff like that after spending, you know, the GDP of a small country on them. It's <laughs> insane to me. Uh the thing, like, I'm confident in Arsenal that they will go and they're going to play against them confidently. But if I were to be rational about it, I think City wins this. And I think it's going to be probably like a 3-1 affair. If I'm going off history, City and Arsenal, I mean, City has just dominated us the past decade. So um, I'm, I'm not feeling great about it. But, you know, I, I, if you think if you're going to ask me if I'm excited, I'm fucking I'm going crazy for it. Thank God this game isn't 7.30 because I could deal with this game also being a 7.30 game on Sunday. That would be ridiculous. J.D., though, what are your thoughts and opinions on this game? Who do you think is going to win? Um, well, what you just said there, yeah, if it was the 7.30 game, I wouldn't be waking up for it, unfortunately. Yeah. But since Liverpool is, I'm obviously going to watch it. But 12.30, man, that's a great time for a game, and it is going to be a very good game, I think. I think yeah. City has a point to prove, just like Chelsea and Liverpool, honestly, after the 7-2 Aston Villa game. Mm-hmm. City's going to come out firing on all cylinders. I Arsenal, if, if party starts, which I'm sure he would, I don't know why he wouldn't. It, or Well, actually, if he can quarantine in time. I think that was the one issue. Cause, mm-hmm. um, if, if he can, same with Tierney, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's same with Tierney. I, I think... I mean, I think, honestly, without even playing a game, Partsy would be a, a bigger loss than Tierney. <laughs> I, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think ridiculous. you know, party plays. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I don't think it'll be high scoring though. I, I think it'll be. I could see this being a draw. I, I, I could see Arsenal grabbing a draw, but I think City might be able to sneak past, maybe like a two-one. Yeah, mm. I could see that. It, it kind of all depends on who plays though, because if De Bruyne's out, from, yeah, I think De Bruyne is out. I, I then that's the last thing this, I read. Yeah, then like then City, they lose the best player in the Premier League. Like, that's obviously going to hurt. Even with City's depth, they don't really have anyone to replace De Bruyne. Like, all their other cams aren't even really there yet. Like, they're just not, like, with De Bruyne's impact. Well, Foden, Arsenal, Foden on his day. Yeah, but he, I, he, even on his day, he can't match De Bruyne. Yeah, I not know. Yet. But, but I think good, he will, though, though but not though. yet. Good, um, though. With Arsenal, though, if Tyranny's out, that's going to suck. If Party's out, that's also going to suck. I see if 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 party and tyranny play, I could really see Arsenal giving City a run for their money cuz Arteta, he is a good manager. I think Arteta out of all like the kind of like former players turned into managers, now Arteta is like head and shoulders above all of them. Like Lampard and all like all those players. He is the best Gerard? right now. And Gerard though. <laughs> I would rather have Arteta than Gerard right now. Ooh, okay. Hot take. Yeah, I know. As, right, as a manager, right. a fucking course. Dude, look what he's doing. Look, he's he's been exceptional for Arsenal, and I think he's been good. He's been draw. very good. He's been very. I good. think this game will be a draw. I have two two draw down. I think this game will be a two two draw. Yeah. I feel like both teams will get good attacks. I feel like both teams will be very entertaining to watch. I just again with City's defensive woes, they don't even have a left back. I don't think Zinchenko's fit and mindy's been awful the last couple of games like he's been so bad he's been caught out of position so many times that i think with arsenal's attack with how how much potency that they have they could definitely score a couple against the city defense even with laporte and diaz playing whoever plays for them i think arsenal will back a couple regardless so i so, think it's gonna be a draw 
I I honestly uh, agree with both what everything you guys are saying. I'm just very curious to see how we line up in the midfield. Are we going to play Partey mm-hmm. sitting next to Granit Xhaka with like Ceballos up top? Um, and then what are we going to be doing up front? Is it going to be William, uh, Abba, and Lacazette, or is it going to be Pepe on the wing? There's mm-hmm. a lot of question marks there, which you know I'm still trying to figure out what we're also doing in the back. Like, is Tierney <laughs> going to be able to like is a uh, Gabrielle, we have is Rob Holt. I mean, there's a lot of questions going on right now with the uh, Arsenal lineup. So, and I don't mm-hmm. think I think Arteta is not going to do anything crazy. You know how Pep kind of overthinks things and plays some crazy lineup against Leon. I yeah. think Arteta is going to try and put his strongest squad forward against mm-hmm. you know uh, his former mentor, or whatever. I keep saying that yeah. over again. I feel weird. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm confident whatever squad he puts out will be the strongest one. I, I have a lot of trust in Arteta. So I agree with you, uh, Logan. I think I've come around. I could see it being like a cheeky Arsenal draw, like 2-2. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you guys ended up winning this game just because of just like the gap in skill that City have, kind of, especially like depth-wise. But for you, Kevin, I want to ask you, Speaking of like the midfield and the attack, what is your personal preferred attack in midfield right now? What do you as the Arsenal fan want to see? Um, in the midfield, I would probably like that Ceballos and then see what the partnership would be with Partey and Jaka. I mean, I will be the first mm-hmm. to tell you I'm not the biggest Granit Jaka fan. Neither um, but if but the thing about like Partey is could he have like a Vieira effect where he makes people not only better around him defensively where he could kind of organize Granite instead of him going and running around like a crazy person trying to get up with the attack and you know be very communicative with him um mm-hmm. and kind of make him a better player uh so I, I want to see how that would work because Granite is also great with the long ball as well. And, you know, the Jaka boom, he's good for that, like, one every 38 games in the Premier League. If it, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that midfield for now, but I, I just really have to wait and see and what's going to happen. I just don't want El Nenny on the field. Please, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Why is El Nenny still getting time on the horse? Yeah. But, I mean, we, we didn't have options, so now we do. Yeah, you would feel, though, like, the game to experiment that midfield would not be against City. <laughs> like, no, this is, abs- this is absolutely not. The game not. to kind of figure that out. But like an attack, do you prefer Willian or Pepe right now? Uh, that that is a big hot debate in like the Arsenal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. I see it on Twitter all the time. Um, for me, a lot of people are now picking Pepe because he's got the hot hand. Mm-hmm. Um. I still kind of like him as an option off the bench, even though everyone will be like, well, look how much we paid for him. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, who's doing what for you now? I mean, William hasn't really done shit since the first game of the season. Yeah. So, for me, I would still – because William is the more experienced player in the big games, I would probably start him against City and then, say, after halftime, like, give a look and maybe get Pepe on there, give a little extra oomph to the Arsenal squad and maybe the 70th or so. Yeah, I feel you. I feel I feel that. I, I I agree. But moving on, though, to Manchester United, the other side of Manchester, they are facing Newcastle. JD, who do you think is going to come out on top on this game? Um, I think this is a very interesting game that I'm going to slightly talk about in my gambling corner Ooh. because <laughs> I have a spicy that. bet for it. Don't turn that down. I have a very spicy bet for it. But I think I think... It's an interesting game because Manchester United has not had, you know, a very good season so far. And granted, we're only four games in. But Newcastle United, on the other hand, 
in comparison to how they normally are, they're having a, a really good season. You know, if they get if they get tenth place, I I mean that would be fucking huge. I I and this game, I think Callum Wilson is on fire. You know, if Ryan mm-hmm. Frazier can fucking start a game, goddammit, my fantasy my <laughs> fantasy team. If Ryan Frazier can fucking start a game because he's really fucking good. <laughs> and if, if they just play their game, I I think this will be a draw. I don't I don't think Manchester United mm-hmm. is gonna come out playing well. I, I, I just Ooh. I I think this is gonna be maybe a one one, maybe a cheeky Bruno penalty as usual. One yeah. one two two. I, I can't really call it, but I, I think it's gonna be a draw, and that's what I have in all my yeah. bets. But I'll get into that more later. Kevin, do you think Martial will actually register a shot on target this season in this game? Because <laughs> he doesn't have one yet, and he has more red cards than shots on target. Jesus! Oh, oh he's my not God. playing. He's not playing, this game. he's not playing in this game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. Because he's not playing. I so he definitely <laughs> won't register a shot on target. <laughs> okay. So I, I will speak for my fellow host Martin, which we spoke mm. on our episode discussing this game. That Martin has no confidence in this team whatsoever. <laughs> uh, he's a massive Man U fan, and he just has already like scrubbed the season at this point, um, especially after the Edison Cavani move, which he absolutely hated, and <laughs> I laughed at his face about. So did I. So yeah, um, we all hated it. it. Ridiculous! It's just a uh, you know. Uh, uh, what's the word? A panic buy, as United has done yeah. in the past couple of years. Um, <laughs> not to kind of appease the fans. Not even a yeah. buy. <laughs> not, yeah. e- not even a buy, yeah. So I know. It's, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like United are the only team that I've ever seen panic buy a free transfer. Yeah, right. The only team I've ever seen do it. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was possible. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if I were going to give a prediction for this, I would probably say uh, United – does come on top martin says that they're going to lose 2-1 i got the reverse i have united 2-1 in this um because i still have confidence in the squad if you look around this squad we haven't even seen van de beek really pop off yet there is a Mm. lot of talent on this united squad um and there's also a bunch of fucking idiots like Harry <laughs> Maguire. So I, I go back and forth because one week they can look like they did it at the end of last season. So on fire. I mean, we haven't even seen Mason Greenwood that much at the beginning of this season. But, of course, the starting three is probably going to be uh, Rashford, <laughs> Daniel James, which RIP to that guy. That guy didn't even get a yeah. chance. No, I feel he really bad. didn't. <laughs> I feel bad for Dan James sometimes. He like, scored. That dude didn't even... He scored that one goal like in the beginning of the season last season, and all Man- yeah. Manchester United fans were like, "Oh my god, Daniel James, he's so fucking good!" And then they didn't see him the entire season. No, like, well, this was, is what for him. this is what United fans do. They're like, "Oh well, why isn't he?" You know, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's like, dude, like let the kid I breathe. I don't understand. They literally have Mason Greenwood that they're never starting. He is one of the most clinical finishers I have ever seen. And he's and, 18. And he's 18, and he doesn't normally start for United. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He either. has, like, a an aimbot in Call of Duty Warzone it's or whatever. Ridiculous. Like, he literally, like, the, it, like, it, like, it, like, bends in. Like, it's, it's going it's out insane. one way, and it goes right in. Yeah, he doesn't start. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, think about that midfield. Bruno Fernandez, Van de Beek, mm-hmm. and Pogba. That's disgusting. When he wants mm-hmm. to play. When Pogba yeah, it, wants to play. But I could definitely see this being a match where Pogba shows up, you know what I mean, yeah, against yeah, a Newcastle with a weaker midfield. I mean, obviously, any of those three would start for, um, I wouldn't say, like, uh, within the top. But, oh, I mean, are you picking that midfield over Newcastle? No. Um, of course, yeah. What are you talking about? Newcastle has the long staffs. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Wait, didn't, for didn't, me, didn't like the younger everyone... Longstaff score against them last season? I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, and that's actually why I have Newcastle winning two to one on this <laughs> because I think I think I I think that one of the Newcastles are just gonna bang a stupid goal, or one, one of the, of the uh, yeah. Longstaffs are just gonna bang a crazy goal in like the 85th minute it's what they or do. some shit. <laughs> so many United fans are dreading this because they're all just like, oh, there comes uh. There comes the fucking long steps. They haven't started a single game yet, but yeah, they're probably gonna play in this fucking game and score against us. So, I gen I do genuinely think the Newcastle are actually gonna be are, are gonna win this game because they are on form. Callum Wilson's been playing good. Same Maxim just scored just uh he just signed a six year deal. That's Alan insane. Maxim That's did. huge for them. He is nuts. I feel like he's going to tear up that defense. Yeah, that is huge for them. Fuck him up. Wait, uh, I, I, I think Newcastle a chance to win. I really do. I don't know. I just know a lot of people are already counting out United, which I think is ridiculous if you look at this no. squad. Man, I mean... Their squad uh, is so good, it, like, honestly. It, like, on paper, I don't want to be, like, the FIFA ratings guy, but on paper, <laughs> like... On FIFA? Is, on FIFA, they are just so much better than Newcastle. Um, <laughs> and I just... If, 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 if Ole honestly loses this match, I mean... United fans, like, I know there's still some holding on to think he might bring United some type of glory. You got to get off the train. You got to get out at the last stop. This He's is the last the stop wheel. on drunk the train. Drunk at the wheel. Always yeah, drunk at the so. wheel. <laughs> so <laughs> I have United. No I have United 2-1. We'll see what happens. Wait, so we yeah, all we, we all have different results that. for this. I'm, I'm going draw. Kev, you're going United winning. And Logan, yeah. you're going you're going. Listen, Newcastle we're hedging winning. our bets. One of the three of us are going to be right here. Yeah, true. That's very true. One of us is going to be right. But moving on, though. To Sheffield Fulham, this uh, we don't Kevin, have to talk about first. this too much. <laughs> Kevin, you can um, go first. I say what you want. Think I said on our show that like if you're on the West Coast, don't even bother. If you're on the <laughs> East Coast, <laughs> don't, don't even bother. bother. <laughs> um, this is the shittiest game of the weekend, easily. Uh, Whoa, both... I don't know. We'll get to, we'll, we'll get the shittier one later. I think. Oh I, yeah, on Monday. Oh, you're yeah. talking. <laughs> Oh, you're talking the Monday match. I won't spoil, but yes, it's a, it's a, it's a toss up. Which one? You, which it's Russian roulette of which is worse. Yeah. Um, so for me, all the chambers have bullets. In I, I I want to pick Sheffield United in this because I do think both these teams are playing dreadfully, but Fulham especially. Um, I think I'm just going off last season with Sheffield United and how fun mm -hmm. and confident they were, like the leads of last year. Yeah, and they really were. For, and for me, like I'm going to pick Sheffield United. But then again, I will be probably asleep and hungover <laughs> from Saturday mm -hmm. night. So, so I have I have no intention of watching this. But if I were to pick one with my gut, I'll probably pick Sheffield, mostly based on last year. All right. <laughs> so, no, listen, listen to this. I have a great okay, little, little bit about this. I literally tried to put a bet in on this game on FanDuel. I tried to do... <laughs> I tried to pick a par a two leg parlay for this game, a draw, and less than half a goal. So basically, it had to be a nil nil draw, and it wouldn't let me. It wouldn't let me do it. And I was like, it's like these Papa fucking FanDuel these fuckers at FanDuel know this is gonna happen, and it won't let me do it. It's like these two uh, things in the leg can't be combined, and it was like these fuckers at FanDuel know exactly what's gonna happen in this game. It's gonna be a nil nil draw. Yeah, I have so this much is confidence. This is this is just like what you what you said, JD, like a couple weeks ago about a game. Neither one of these teams are good enough to beat one another. Yeah, wait, what was that? It was like, it was like West Brom <laughs> yeah. and Burnley, or so, or I forget, yeah. I forget what the matchup was. Or no, it was West Brom and Southampton. I was like, neither <laughs> of these teams are good enough to beat each other. <laughs> so it's gonna be a draw. It ended up not being a draw somehow. I know. Yeah, but... I agree. This is a draw. It's probably gonna be nil nil or one one. Uh, this and you, 
You know what's going to top this game off? A shitty VAR handball ruling, too. That's probably what's <laughs> going to happen to this game. Just to put the icing on the cake. Just put the, put the icing on the shit cake. It's also at 7 a.m. Something, something weird will happen during this yeah. match that will make us have to talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah sure. something. It's also at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You, you're goddamn right. I'm not watching this game. Nobody, I'll watch the nobody's. highlights. I will watch the highlights on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I am not waking up for this game. The only thing that's partially exciting about this is Bruce. Brewster, debut. maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that, starting. That, that's about it. But moving on, though, because we're not going to spend a lot of time on that game. Crystal Pass and Brighton. JD, you can go first on this one. Um, I think, Being the I think both teams have had decent starts comparatively to how their teams usually are uh, so far this season. I, I think this is a cool matchup. I yeah. What is it set? I not, 9 a.m.? I, I will watch this game. I, I think it's going to be... A pretty interesting, a pretty interesting contest. I, I, I think Brighton has some talent. I, if Luana can stay fit, but then Connolly looks good. Neil Mope has had a great start of the season. But Crystal Palace, you know, when Zaha wants to be God, he is God. When Townsend wants mm-hmm. to score a fucking thirty-five yard shot outside the box, like he'll do it. I, I think this is going to be a really cool matchup. I, I'm seeing. I'm going to go three-two. Ooh, Brighton. Ooh, that's a high scoreline. Kevin, what yeah. do you think about this game? So, for me, I think both teams kind of complement each other very well. Yes, yes. Um, I agree with that. And for a lot of it, they kind of cancel each other out, like, player to player. Like, which one are you going to take? So, for me, I'm going to pick the who has the best player on either side, and I'm going to say Wilfred Zaha. Mm-hmm. And he's going to work his magic somehow. He is still on Crystal Palace, so good for them to keeping them <laughs> together. So I'm going to pick Crystal Palace. I think it'll be a very competitive match, and people will be sleeping on this match. But I think it'll be a Crystal Palace two-one victory. Mm, They'll be sleeping during I, this match. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. See, this actually because uh, you know, like Everton are at the top of the table, Villa are second. Like both of those two teams have been massive surprises. But I think these are probably the two most un, like under the radar teams this season because Brighton and Crystal Palace have shown signs of being pretty solid mid-table clubs this season. Um. I think I think I do think though Brighton like Kevin you are right Crystal Palace has the better player but I think Brighton is the more complete team. I think I, oh, I yeah, think Brighton win two one because I just Brighton's attack as a whole is just so it's just they work so well with one another. Graham Potter shouts out to that guy. He has a shout of being one of the better managers outside the top six. Like he's one of the most underrated managers I think in the Premier League. The way that he's kind of brought Brighton up and kept Brighton up. But not just keep them up, but improve the squad at the same time. Like, it's one thing to just kind of have a team in the Premier League just kind of maintain. And it's another to not only maintain, but improve one of, like, the lower clubs. And he's done a really good job. I think it's going to be Brighton 2-1. But I could definitely see Zaha, like, banging a hat trick and just going off in this game. Because Brighton do play a back three. And their back three center backs aren't necessarily the fastest players in the world. So, this game is going to be very exciting, though. I do think this game is going to be super entertaining. This, this game is worth watching. 100 percent. for sure yeah for sure not chef at full but this game is definitely <laughs> worth watching now next game spurs and west ham kevin as the resident arsenal fan here i will let you go first are you going to have the cojones and the balls to pick west ham over spurs in this game um no i have no balls because i'm picking spurs um i i You're got it thank you thank you um yeah i mean as an arsenal fan like i i Hate I hate Spurs. I'm a big Spurs hater, but I cannot deny the work that Josie Mourinho has done for this squad. The culture has completely changed, and 
I, maybe I'm just speaking in hyperbole because of the Man U 6-1 drubbing, but God, it is fun to watch Tottenham. Harry Kane is playing on Pirlo levels right now. The guy is passing just maestro. Like mm-hmm. everyone like always talked about his finishing ability, his shooting, but God, he, him and Son, that tandem next to, I don't know, Mane and Salah, or I'm trying to think of other tandems within the Premier League, but that they are just on a different wavelength. They have some type of telepathy that I will never understand, some voodoo conspiracy shit. But to me, I feel as though this is a game where Spurs are also making a statement that the Man U uh, 6-1 wasn't just a fluke because of the red card or anything like that, if anyone had any doubt. And I feel like this will be, you know, because West Ham has had such a great start to the season, uh, mostly because David Moyes has not been there on the touchline. He, <laughs> um, and I think that changes the line, JD. If David David Moyes is on the touchline, he how are you going to be able to bet against you know Spurs here? Okay, I I definitely have Spurs winning this. I and I'm going like four nothing. Honestly, oh wow. Honestly, I'm with you. I think it's not going to be close. Spurs are coming off a high and they're playing well, but. Here we enter JD's weekly chat about how shit Harry Kane is. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Best but player in the Premier League so far. I'm not happy. Harry Kane, moderator. No. he didn't look good for England this weekend. He did not. No, he didn't. And, and that is not non-arguable. He did not look very good for England. Every other player looked a lot better than him. But, okay, fine. He, he's a great player. Whatever. I admit it. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck Harry Kane. I, I hate that guy. I don't, I don't know what it is. Just something about him. I I, I don't know what it is. It's the way but, he talks. It's weird. But no. But yeah. Well, no. It's not that. It's not that. I'm I'm not a. I'm not <laughs> That's a, it for me. But I'm not a speechist. Come on. But mm-hmm. but like, yeah. Spurs overall, they're they're gonna run train over West Ham. Sorry, Brian. But yeah. <laughs> but um, we're Brian. Nice about West Ham this week. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I mean, He's maybe questions too. So maybe. Maybe maybe Mikel Antonio gets a good break because he's fast as fuck, but maybe he gets a good break and, and gets a goal. But I, I'm thinking I'm thinking four four nothing, maybe four one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have it down as four one. I think I think I think West Ham I think West Ham are going to score at least one with Bowen playing really well and oh, true. Antonio yeah, playing really well. Bowen. You love Bowen, so as as I love Bowen. Bowen. JD's Jared like, Bowen, fuck yeah. Maybe have Chubb a little bit, but. Spurs, man. With Bale, whenever Bale comes back, he's going to be like a firecracker. He's just going to pop for like two games, and he's probably going to get hurt. He's scoring or four goals this season. Golf or something. He's scoring Guys, four like, goals this season. My thing about Gareth Bale is the guy didn't even like playing at Real Madrid, and he's scoring braces in Champions League finals. Yeah. Now, <laughs> imagine him happy and healthy on a back home well, it's not Wales, but back to yeah. the club. Well, I guess <laughs> he did. Well, I guess he did start at Southampton. Anyway, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that Gareth Bale is in a safe place, and I feel as though a manager like Josie Mourinho can find the way to get the best out of him. If he turns him into a central defensive mid, that'll be weird. But once yeah. I just think that front three, it's hard to deny that they're not one of the most lethal attacking force, especially in the state that Kane and Son are on right now. Mm-hmm. It also, this is not like a Jose Mourinho team that he has built. This is such a weird team for Jose to be in, because like a creative attacking team. Oh my god! Yeah, like <laughs> with, with like attacking fullbacks. Now it's like what? What is this? His two center backs are like average at best. You know what I mean? Like 
Like, he bought, like, the only like, real defensive person he bought was, like, Hoiberg. Hoiberg's a defensive tank. But other than that, it's like, the f- what's what's kind of going on here, man? Like, I don't really I don't really know. Like, they brought in LaCelso on a permanent, too. Like, this is a creative, free-flowing, attacking team. This is what? Who, who has kidnapped Jose Mourinho and, like, it's, forced him to play good football? To, um, to do a quick thing I just thought of, you know what he reminds me of? Did you guys watch any of the Amazon documentary? I saw bits and pieces, yeah. The Amazon. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. No, I didn't watch it. I heard about with it. With the all or nothing. Like, yeah, Mourinho, yeah. Which, which, which heard was a lot so about it. fascinating to watch. I knew you guys are big football guys. Um, Josie Mourinho is just like a fortune teller. He predicts things before they happen. It reminded me a lot of like Tony Romo on like NFL Sunday, like how mm-hmm. he will just predict plays before they happen. And I think the players finally bought in. Like this guy, like – Obviously, Josie Reno knows what he's doing. Like, the guy has won everything under the sun, and he is one of the most – one of the greatest managers of all time. But to me, I I feel as though everyone's finally bought in for the Josie Mourinho, like, uh, culture, and it's a hard one to buy into. It's kind of very Belichickian, you know? So, to me, it's very fun to watch Spurs right now. And, again, as an Arsenal fan, I hope they burn and die. But, God, I can't deny that they're so good. Yeah, it's Kevin. What you're feeling for Spurs is what we're feeling with Everton. Like we hate it, but yeah. like they're yeah. just amazing to watch. We just can't. We can't fucking deny. It. You can't take it away from. Them. No. Um, but moving on though to the next game, Leicester and Villa. This game actually is going to be sneaky. Really great good, I think. game. Great. JD, game. you have the floor. Okay, this game is going to be a great game because both these teams have had ridiculously good results early in the mm-hmm. season, and I I think. This will be high scoring. I, I think Villa, especially just coming off the 7-2 drubbing of Liverpool, unfortunately. But Ollie Watkins, I think he got a taste of how it, how it feels to do well in the Premier League. And I think it's going to carry over at least a game or two. And I think he'll score. And mm-hmm. Leicester, I mean, I think Ollie Watkins will score at least one. And, you know, Grealish is Grealish. He'll play well. He played really well for England this weekend. So... I, I mean, and Leicester is going to play well. I, I think it's going to be two really on-form teams playing against each other. And I'm going to go, honestly, I, for, I forget what my bets are. I already, already placed them, so I can't tell you if my bets are differently. But ju- like just looking at the matchup right now, I'm going to go uh, 3-3 draw. Jesus I, oh, I think it'll be a gonna fire fight. going to be my fight. pick, JD. Got uh, it. You cut Kevin... Jade, you can't cut the gas. Oh, I'm sorry, Kev. <laughs> it's okay, but I, I totally agree with you. I think both these teams are going to cancel each other out of just yeah, yeah. how incredible. Um, they're both coming off phenomenal uh, wins off, you know, champions of England. Um, yeah. And not, that, not, to say, not to say that Lester isn't, but. Say it I'm, again. Um, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Bite say down. It again. Anyway. Um, what I. I'm really excited, especially like look how I, I need to see more Ross Barkley. Like look how phenomenal he's oh, playing he against looks Liverpool. So good Fuck against that guys. guy. Yeah. Fuck that he guy. He looks like he looked like Iniesta out there. Ugh, like God come damn on. It. Yeah, he did. It's crazy. Ugh. And then oh, you also have Bengals. like is Madison going to be back? You see Madison versus Grealish out there. That's going to be so exciting. Oh, um, yeah. I there's so many storylines going into this and. It's so fun to see Villa doing well in the Premier League, which I did not see coming whatsoever based on Villa's recent history. But, God, thank God they still have Jack for now because without him, uh, who knows? But Ali Watkins, like you said, J.D., he's going to have the time of his life out there. He's playing with house money right now. Yeah, yeah. 
he's sneaky. He's sneaky. He's just or the team is a sneaky good team right now, just on form. Like Ollie Watkins mm-hmm. was great. He was great last season in the championship for uh, for uh, Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, Brentford. Had a couple Before. beers. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, no, I, I think he's gonna have a huge game. I this game is gonna be just a fucking shit show of goals. Really, I actually have the opposite. I have uh, I actually have Villa winning two to one, mainly because Indeedy will be out. If Indeedy was in, I think this game would actually be oh, a draw. Okay. But Indeedy being out, I think Villa are gonna win this game. I think they are the more informed team with Leicester losing three nil against West Ham last game. Villa are killing it, man, and. I think I just think like right now Villa are just on such form attacking. Like you said, Madison versus Grealish would be so entertaining to watch because those guys, man, those guys are so fucking good. Because Grealish tore us up, and Madison's had great goals. Like the goal he had against City was fucking ridiculous, man. Like a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago, that was a that was just Madison being like, "We're up four two. Fuck it, I may as well just shoot and just see what happens." And it went in. <laughs> so I just man. Barkley looked great. Grealish looked great. Like you guys said, Holly Watkins looked great. He's he's strong. He's fast. He's physical. Um, just I just think that team's a little bit more more on form right now than Leicester. But I could definitely see this being a fucking goal fest. I really could. This game this game is going to be low key very entertaining. But one of um one of the last few games is uh. West Brom versus Burnley. These are one of the Monday games. Kevin, I'd ask you what you think about the game, but who cares? I really could give a flying shit about this game. No, like <laughs> this. I wrote down who cares on the scoreline on my sheet. I, I don't who fucking Fuck cares. this game. I mean, I honestly, like, I feel like both teams, like, uh, suck. Like, like JD, you had said, it's just like they're going to cancel each other out and how bad they are. It's like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, <laughs> but it's more like, um, a, the slowest force meets the slowest. Op- I, I, I don't know how, what analogy I'm going to use, but these are <laughs> the two most boring teams in the Premier League. And for me, I I have I mean I mean watch it become like a goal four three goal fest, but there's using Burnley's gonna score three goals. There's no chance. Sean Dyche thinks he's playing golf, like lowest score wins or some shit, because they are like allergic to scoring goals. It feels like I I honestly like I know it's at twelve thirty. I almost wish this game was at seven a.m. so I could have an excuse not to watch yeah. it. Yeah, why it's is, also a why Monday. Isn't this game in the Merseyside Derby being fucking flipped. Well, why? it's on Monday, so it's it's midday yeah, so... or weekday. Yeah, this definitely should have been like the Saturday seven thirty slot. <laughs> like, yeah, I, but I mean, who knew Everton was going to be this good, and this would be like the biggest game of the weekend? But True. again, like, I'm right there with you, Logan. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who cares? JD, look, do you care? Look, West Brom, Burnley. It's like on one hand you have diarrhea, on the other hand <laughs> you're puking. Neither are fun on their own, but when you mix them together, they're fucking worse. <laughs> Like I, <laughs> that might be the best analogy we've ever had. It, on this it show. is That's just, <laughs> I, it, I, I just, ugh, I hate this. I hate this matchup. I'm so glad it's midday on a Monday when I have to work, yeah. and and I'm yeah, just not too. gonna watch it. I, I'll watch the highlights because I watch the highlights of any game I missed. But, god damn, this is gonna be terrible. The, yeah. The, I, I honestly, this will be one one. I, I, I'm calling it one one. I, I just, and, and it will be a Probably. shitty one one. Yeah, like, it will. Like. 
one team's gonna score an own goal. One team's gonna score like a header in the fifth minute. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna fuck suck. All or some shit. It's just gonna be ass. Um, see, I think this game would matter more in like mid-April because I think these two teams are relegation probably battle. gonna be yeah, in the relegation yeah. battle. Yeah, but right now it doesn't fucking mean shit like at all. Like, if, yeah, if this if this game was happening like April fifteenth, then yeah, it would matter a lot more. But right now, it, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Moving on though to a game that. A lot of people should care about Leeds and Wolves. JD, what are your thoughts about this game? Um, this could be a really interesting game. I think Wolves has failed to dazzle like they did last season. Uh, mm-hmm. And Leeds have very much dazzled in some sense this season. Uh, maybe not maybe not the most with results. I mean, kind of with results for where they are. But... Yeah. Um, they they can, they've shown that they can really you know keep up with the pace of the Premier League, which is weird. I mean, it's it's weird to say with Leeds just because you know they've been out of the Premier League for so long, but they're a historically big team, and mm-hmm. I think they're bringing that mentality with them because they they've been out so long. They're bringing that big team mentality with them, and Marcel Bielsa is, is an unbelievable manager. Uh, I think he's getting the best out of these players, and. I don't know. I I, I I could see Wolves losing this, uh, honestly, because they have not been playing well. I mean, Raul Jimenez, I think he has, he, I think he should, has just the one goal, right? I Maybe he has two, but... Yeah, no, I think he just scored the one against City in yeah, the first game. Yeah, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I don't... Like, Neves hasn't looked like he usually does. Jao Moutinho, I mean, he never dazzles, but he's a good player. But I, I don't know, I... And Traore hasn't really popped off. I, I don't see it happening here. I, I, I think Leeds will win this, maybe a 2-1 or a 3-1. I mm-hmm. don't know. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, when you look at West Brom versus Burnley and then you get Leeds versus Wolves, they're like two ends of the spectrum. Um, yeah. I totally agree with you, JD. Wolves have not looked like themselves, but I'm very you know interested in this match because – Leeds, they're not changing the way they play. You saw that against Liverpool. They are just going to go after it. Um, I mean, the big question for me is, like, who's going to be able to play from the Wolves because of the whole Corona Portuguese thing? I know all the players tested negative, but it is concerning considering, you know, uh, the testing and the quarantining. So I'm very interested to see how the squad lines up, if anyone lines up. Um, So... (laughs) But I totally agree with you. Wolves have not been the same, but Wolves can turn it on, man, at any point. You saw that. They were the giant killers last year, and I loved it. I loved every second of them. So I'm really hoping for in a really exciting match, and I could see it being like a 3-2 thriller. Um, but I'm probably still going to go with Leeds. Again, I love Biesla. I love his spy gate. I love just the way he's become a cult figure in Leeds, like – and the fact that he's brought them back. And I looked it up. The last time this squad, these two teams played each other, was uh, February 10th of 2004, and Leeds won 4-1. So if history says anything, Leeds is going to win. Does history repeat itself? Uh, Kevin, uh, the cucking came full circle because you just took my scoreline because I had (laughs) 3-2 written down. Um, yeah, I think I think this game's going to be fucking crazy. You're going to get, like, the two ends of the spectrum from, like, one game to the other. West Brom and... Burnley's going to be ass, and this game's going to be, like, up and down, crazy, fun, entertaining, exciting. Um, I, like, because, because like you say, Kevin, Leeds are, they're going to play the way that they play, which is high tempo, all, all game, all 90 minutes, and you just have to deal with it. And I don't know if Wolves are going to deal with it. I do think that they are going to score a couple goals, though, and I do think they're going to play well. I just, I think Leeds are going to win. I think Leeds have been an awesome team. They've been super entertaining to watch, and 
They have quality, man. Will we see Rodrigo, the weirdest signing of, of the entire window in the Premier League, actually start, though? Who knows? That was, that was such a weird signing. But those are all the games. Um, next, though, we have to shuffle on over to the Game League Corner. Welcome to JD's Gambling Corner, where every pick is a lock and dreams really do come true. These opinions are solely mine and should not constitute financial advice in any way. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please seek the advice of a gambling addiction hotline. Well, wow. right, let's, let's act like generous. Every time, every time I read that, it takes the wind out you of need, me, but I you, need you to. You can just feel the weight off your shoulders. I know, I know. It's the, the I'm covering There's my no ass button. here. I'm, I am not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you, I'm not you forcing you to me. make these picks. I'm telling you, you should, but I'm, I'm not you don't have forcing you. <laughs> so I, I, I have, I had three picks this weekend, but I, I talked about it a little bit earlier about the one pick that I couldn't make and I didn't have time to make a third one. I, I, I like to get my picks in before I start drinking because then it turns from degenerate safe to just degenerate. Um, mm-hmm. So the the pick that I talked about before was the Sheffield uh, Fulham game. I was gonna go. I was gonna go a draw par uh, parlay with a draw and under half a goal. So basically, it would have to be a nil nil draw. It wouldn't let me fucking do it, and I'm still pissed about it. I hate it. I I would have put ten bucks on it, and I would have won twenty two bucks. Uh, I'm I'm so mad that they didn't let me do it. I, I think it's because it it's like it's like. Uh, like to assure a sure thing if it's a nil no draw obviously it's going to be a draw i don't know i'm a little drunk now i i can't really explain it but my other picks i have better picks here um so my first parlay it's just a two leg on the same game crystal palace brighton i have brighton winning it but under a goal and a half so it's gonna be i it's gonna be a brighton one no victory against crystal palace which i honestly i don't remember what i picked for this game when we're going over the games but i think this could happen and i put two bucks on it to win 14 dollars and 58 cents i i mean that's good odds for low risk and then ready for jd's weekly parlay of the week everyone likes to hear it right logan mm-hmm. i i love this shit the weekly parlay of the week weekly. it's not daily it's not it's not bi-weekly and it's not monthly weekly, it's the weekly parlay of the weekly week. parlay of the week and it's only a 14 parlay which is oh, which uh, listen to the odds He's coming listen, back week dude listen Jesus. to the odds listen to the odds okay, i got listening. chelsea southampton i got chelsea mm. money line winning man city arsenal i got man city winning money line newcastle united and manchester united draw and then tottenham beating west ham money line five dollar bet at plus 1317 odds wins $65.86 okay i think it could happen I think it could happen. I'm pretty confident with this Kevin, one. Kevin, what are your thoughts as our um, as a resident degenerate here? What are your thoughts on that parlay? Yeah, I'm currently on FanDuel looking at the odds right now. There are some really interesting odds, so i'll I'll give a I'll give a few of what I'm thinking for the weekend. Yeah, I'm yeah. Talking let me about know. the I, two, you bond over your addiction. Um, it's it's not a problem <laughs> unless it's I that, call. No, it, I, if I call the hotline, <laughs> then it becomes a problem, <laughs> Logan. Yeah, there you go. You Anything just, before that never is fine. Never called the hotline. Um, yeah, no, I really like that parlay, honestly. Um, especially uh, the draw with Newcastle United. I mean, I'm looking at FanDuel right now. That's a plus 320. Yeah. So yeah. that's – And that could you know, happen. I could. I really see that happening. 
No, that's a that that is a fair shout. I if I'm going to say something, I think that is a very smart bet, especially the Man City Arsenal. But um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I mean, in terms of a shirt parlay, no, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. But I'm also JD looking at the plus three ninety for Newcastle right now. If I were going to pick an upset of the weekend, I feel like that is really, yeah. really good odds. If I'm picking an upset, ooh, yeah, yeah, you're making me think interesting thoughts here. I'm looking at it right now live, too. Plus 390 for Newcastle at Man- against Man U. Who's, who's home, though? Not that it's it really Newcastle. matters. Oh, it's, it's at Newcastle. Oh, my. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, St. James Park. I right might try and do – oh, I'm thinking – let me see what the odds are on Newcastle winning and Callum Wilson scoring. Ooh, ooh, Also, ooh. guys, guys, plus 310 on Villa? That's – Really? That's shocking. Yeah, I guess – Hammer Le- those odds. Because Leicester is at home, but, I mean, home field advantage doesn't mean anything. So. Home don't mean shit right now. Yeah, exactly. With right. Villa's current form, I mean – I, if I were to pick a parlay, I would do a ballsy plus 390 Newcastle plus a Villa plus 310. I'm just going to look up what that parlay would be real quick. I just put I just put $2 on Newcastle to win and Callum Wilson to score at plus 705 to win $14.10. I'm taking mm-hmm. that all day. So Wait, yeah, what was it, Villa you... and Newcastle to win? Yeah, so my two-team parlay, you just put $5 on Newcastle and Villa. You're looking at almost a $100 win. Wait, what? Yeah, oh, two-team parlay. Bu- oh, yes, 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 Whoa. yes. I am. I'm sorry, sorry, JD. Yeah. I don't mean – I mean, I'm – No, 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 no. You are good. $5 to <laughs> win ninety-five, forty-five. Fuck, yeah. Already put it on. Just put it on. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. That so is spicy. So that, that, we just – so that sort of band live maybe lose five bucks. <laughs> so I I I'm very jealous because I have my own bookie which I haven't acquired a new one here in Boston, um in Massachusetts you're not allowed to use FanDuel so I just use it to check out the odds because oh, it's FanDuel's so nice. Oh, so good. Yeah, the the UI oh. is like super nice. Um, oh yeah. Please, please sponsor both of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Sponsor EPL boys. Sponsor lads. Oh my god. Sponsorship. Um, if, I were, of the if I were gonna look at any other odds over the weekend if i was gonna do um maybe like an up a good upset because there's a lot of pickums this weekend too like west brom burnley's a, a pickum leeds wolves a pickum uh let's see who else here crystal palace brighton's also a pickum um let me see here um i mean i know it sounds crazy but I, I know it's Arsenal and it's going against everything, but when I see plus five fifty, it's not the craziest thing in the world yeah. to throw like one yeah, or two dollars on that. You're right. If, if you if you take like two other sure sure bets and throw mm-hmm. Arsenal in there, put like a dollar or two, that's true. It's just the thing with this this Premier League. Like I've been so wrong so far. It's been one of the craziest Premier League starts to the season that. God, like imagine having Villa last week for Liverpool. I mean, a couple weeks ago for Liverpool. I mean, or Leicester or any of the couple of teams, you know? So um, I would say if you are one who's looking for upsets, uh, I mean, this is the start of uh, the reboot of the Premier League season is just what you need. So, yeah, yeah I, I really absolutely. like I really like those bets. I just put two dollars on Chelsea to beat Southampton, Man City to beat Arsenal and or no, Arsenal to beat Man City and Tottenham to beat West Ham. Two bucks wins twenty eight dollars and sixteen cents. There you go. Yeah, I'm hedging That's all my bets. That's what we like to hear. 
I have so many bets this week. Shit. I, I think I have five active right now. That's a lot for me. I'm a degenerate, but I don't bet that much. But shit, I put seven, <laughs> nine, eleven. Oh god, I put sixteen dollars on soccer bets this weekend. Shit, that's a lot. Shit, to win that's a lot. To win like two hundred, literally to win yeah. like over two hundred. But <laughs> listen, even even if y'all, even if you guys are wrong, it was international break for the gamblers too. So you guys might be off the of form a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't win my NFL yeah. bets this weekend at, uh, either. So yeah, I and I'm oh, usually well. really good at that. I'm usually really good at that. But oh well, it happens every now and again. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah. But moving on though to the final section, it is going to be Friday. Whenever this uh, airs, it will be Fan Question Friday. Of course, if you have any questions for the boys, respond to us on pretty much anywhere on our Twitter and our Instagram at at the EPO Boys. Uh, first question: Are you guys on Apple Podcasts? And this is from Neil. <laughs> oh my yes. God. <laughs> Next question. Um. Brock said to stop the Adrian hate immediately. No. Um. Okay. Next question. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Listen. Oh. Okay. Listen. Getting his beef with this. He is not a bad goalkeeper. He is not yes, he a is. bad goalkeeper. Yes, he is. He just has some bad games, and he doesn't play enough games to have better, like more good games than bad games. JD, I don't know how to break it to you. He's a bad goalkeeper. Ugh whatever whatever <laughs> fine what's your thoughts on Adrian Kevin that you're uh, here um yeah I mean my heart goes out the goalkeepers man <laughs> they, it's it's a hard fucking job it's the worst job like you could make 20 saves a game and then the man of the match will still go to the guy who got like the one goal one assist and probably rightfully so but it is such just a it, it it's such a not only a hard job like you said but it's just uh, unfulf- not, not unfulfilling. I'm trying to think of the right word, but like you let that one goal go in, you could be having a masterclass of a match, and then everything just gets so overanalyzed just based off that. Like, oh, does he have it anymore? It's like, did you watch the other 89 minutes of the match where I was just going off there? So again, I feel bad for Adrian. I mean, obviously Liverpool have had struggles at the keeper for let's say years now. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And I mean, Arsenal has been right there with you. Trust me. So I totally feel what you're saying. And you know, after you guys have been given the crack cocaine, that is Allison, you guys are in withdrawal right now without him. Cause you finally yeah. have that high. So for me, I feel bad for Adrian. He's not carious, which is good or Mignolet. Um, but is he far off? He's not a candy in a party. He's definitely a sidewalk there. So, <laughs> so yeah. he's uh, not, he's not bad, but he's not good. He's, he's a good <laughs> backup. The problem is a- Allison has gotten injured more than I expected him to. Yeah. He's like an injury prone goalkeeper, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like at all. I can't, like, this I, is like his third injury. For I don't club. think you can label him that. I, I, I think because it's like no, it's he's not training. injury prone, but like for a goalkeeper, yeah, because you I rarely guess. ever see goalkeepers get hurt this much. Yeah, I guess. I mean, unless you get killed by Neil Mope like Leno did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, this, I, this is I, I have a fan question for you guys personally. Okay. <laughs> um, I do a little reverse, reverse Uno card here, but mm, we're um, ready for this. My, my question to you guys is: Who do you consider the greatest Premier League goalkeeper of all time? Um, personally, for me, I know a lot of people. Uh, we'll probably say like the Schmeichels mm. or Vandersars. For me, I, I I grew up a Petr Cech. So yeah, for me, I, yeah, I would Czech. probably agree with that, Petr Cech. Um, yeah, I would say Cech. It's, see, I'd, I don't have all the stats on in front of me, but like in terms Longevity of like – Longevity-wise. Like, 
Yeah, it was like crazy what he did, and even for Arsenal, for you guys a little bit, he actually was pretty good the first what like two seasons, and then he kind of you could tell his age was getting to him after that. Mm-hmm. But man, for Chelsea, it was like, d- dude, imagine like prime Chelsea, like you have to go up against that back line, and then whenever you manage to get a shot off somehow on target, it goes to fucking Petr Cech. Like that must have been hell. I mean, you got Carvalho. I mean, then you had like Gary Cahill, which I won't put him in the same talk, but John Terry, mm-hmm. Cash- Cashley Cole, like it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I think the stat you're thinking of, which I've been seeing going around trending on social media lately, it was, like, he faced, like, 1,200 shots, and he saved, like, a 1,000 of them, but, like, only allowed, like, two – I think it was, like, some ridiculous stat. I'm trying to remember. But, like, he, mm-hmm. he had, like, a over – I don't know. Like, Petrcek is an absolute legend and obviously iconic for the helmet or whatever after he almost died and his brain was falling out. But for me, I think it's going to be Petrcek. So, yeah, that was my fan question. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's crazy too that he's like he works for fucking Chelsea right now. They have one of the most dire goalkeeper situations of any like top team in in Europe, honestly. Because like Mindy's like not even like that great of a keeper. He's good, but I, like a lot of people compare him to Keppa, and like anyone's gonna look good compared to Keppa and Willy Caballero. So I mean, like shit, it's it's kind of crazy to me that they keep on like panic buying keepers whenever they have Petr Cech there. Like it's fucking nuts to me. Like how this just keeps happening. I don't know. I don't understand it's it, crazy. but um, it is crazy. Moving on, though, to an actual question that wasn't just us, <laughs> Mimi. Um, that was that was a question from Adrian, or about Adrian was from Brock. Shout out Brock on Instagram. Uh, next is B Carps. We didn't say anything nice about West Ham. Sorry, B Carps. Yeah, um, sorry, B Carps. This is for Kevin. Kevin, are you happy with Arsenal's performance so far? Also, how old is Theo? <laughs> oh, great question. Uh, my cat. Awesome question. My my cat has been a recent discussion in the uh, Discord channel because he was missing mm-hmm. and uh, he has recently turned up. And Theo is three years old. Yeah, I got him when he was just a little kitten in West uh, from West Philadelphia. I brought him back to South mm-hmm. Philadelphia where I was living, and it was actually a funny story. My my girlfriend, we joked about getting a cat, and then she was just like hey so i found you one on craigslist you got to go pick it up today it's a hundred dollars and like did did tell me and i was just like uh, okay um dude my dog cost twenty two hundred dollars fuck you uh well you know you got a dog i got a cat so like i think also you didn't have to pay that much that wasn't like a mandatory thing i got Um, a designer i got a designer dog oh Oh. i got a ginger he was at half price so (laughs) my, my girlfriend adopted our cat from PetSmart. so um and then we broke up so i kept the cat anyway um <laughs> how do i feel? fuck her you don't need her anyway yeah she was you know from florida sorry logan um <laughs> yeah. no, it makes sense. That, that, i don't know why you even dated her in the first place like what? i mean she was from orlando a lot of, lot of culture um anyway <laughs> i got disney uh, down there oh it's fucking disney oh. <laughs> actually downtown Trash. i mean shout out downtown orlando when i went to go down and visit her it was actually really liked it was actually like really it was not what i expected anyway th- Theo's great. Theo's three years old. He's a ginger and he wears a sweater. Great cat. But <laughs> how does he keep escaping though? We need to get to like the root cause of this issue. How does he keep getting out? Well, before the doors open. No, no, we would let him out because he wanted to go out. We wanted to be an outdoor indoor cat, and he would always yeah. come back every day or every night or the next day. And oh, okay. He told um, you that he wanted to be an outdoor indoor cat. He told you that. Well, he just kept complaining, and then <laughs> a couple of times <laughs> he's he, like, "Fine, fuck it, I'll let you out. Whatever, just fucking shut then, up, stop meowing." And then I, you know, it was just like, whatever. Like, I stopped panicking, and he would always come back. And then someone just picked him up because he kept taking – he is like – he's a well, – what's it called, cat? Uh, he has like a sixth thumb. Like, he has an extra paw. What? 
Or, oh, uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, he's polydactyl, so he's a Hemingway cat. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he kept taking off his collar, so someone picked him up and took him to SPCA. Anyway, Arsenal. I'm a big fan of what's going on there right now, and <laughs> I really loved our start to the season. I actually had them outside the top four. I don't think it's out of question to think that they could do it right now. I'm still waiting to see what United is going to do. Will Everton keep their form? What will Chelsea be like at full strength? But right now, out of the out of Chelsea, Man U, I mean, Arsenal's looked the better squad, and that's just I think that's very objective to say. I you know what. Is it going to come down to Spurs and Arsenal, I think, for the fourth spot? And Spurs, I think Spurs have a great shout now at top four based on current I, I form. Think it's gonna, I think it's going to be between the two of you guys for fourth. It's going to be super fun to watch because we have a lot of Arsenal and a lot of Spurs fans around the last community, or a lot of them. So it's going to be awesome to watch. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, uh, just the North London Derby. It's uh, like my favorite time of the year, but also gives me the most anxiety. Because yeah, I just you just get like the shit. It, like, I'm, I, I, I just shit. literally don't know. Every North London derby is different. I never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I totally I totally agree. You just never really know. Fun moving on to another world. derby from Trevor. Will you guys be watching the Old Firm this weekend? The biggest game of the weekend? Question mark. And I guess I could tell this off to like another question. What do you guys think is the biggest derby in football in Europe? Um. I. Honestly, I didn't. I'll 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 take the hit here. Trevor's Trevor's a friend of mine from college. I'll take the hit here. I didn't know it was the old firm derby, derby this weekend. Yeah, hand up. I did not either. I but no now that I know it is, I probably will go out of my way to watch it. To be perfectly yeah, honest, I want to see fucking Steven Gerrard. Oh, is this the Celtic versus Celtic Rangers? Rangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! I, I all right. <laughs> like, can I go on a real tangent right now? Absolutely, go for it. Kevin. Go for I, it. Kevin. Is yours. I. I fucking get it. Like Celtic and Rangers <laughs> and like Scotland or whatever. But like you guys, like what are you watching? <laughs> like I I I am I not watching the same? Like you guys don't even hold a fucking thread <laughs> to the other teams in Europe. Like if someone told me the other day is like where would Celtic finish in the fucking Premier League? I don't know, 15th? <laughs> like it's not it's not even like close to like and they they hold on to these big rivalries like and yes it is fun watching the Celtic Rangers or whatever what's the South American one the the, the Argentinian teams that play each other oh fuck it's like Boca uh, Juniors and, and like uh, some shit you know what I'm talking about I can't think it's on the tip of my tongue yeah um, yeah I know exactly what we're talking about we're like but twelve people get stabbed to death every single year or some shit <laughs> ridiculous and I get it like Celtic they're they're passionate they're like you know like like Dortmund they pack their stadium they're crazy fans or whatever but like let's have a reality check dude like it's not even close all right all right like, wait yeah. Kev what's bigger what's bigger the old firm derby or El Tráfico LAFC versus LA Galaxy in the MLS. <laughs> I kid you not, it is called El Trafico, which is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I fucking love that derby name, too. JD, I'm going to be completely honest, probably fucking that, because I've watched that. El Trafico? (laughs) Yeah, dude, I I just don't get this Celtic. Like, I'm sorry if you get any hate for it, and I'm sorry to your friend. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just like, Trevly, love you. I just I I see all these people who are fanatics about like Celtic and Rangers and the Scottish Premier League like this weird niche thing, man. I mean, Premier League is niche enough, but you pick this, you pick <laughs> this, like when you, where also, you, where, when you it, see this product it, over here, like come on, isn't it like hilariously one sided too? Haven't Celtic just beat the shit out of them over the last like fifteen yes. years? Yeah, Rangers have been getting better, but it's pretty much the two Stay those two like. teams. Those two teams, are the only two teams. 
<sighs> and then there's that like bald guy who makes a funny face or whatever who's like on their team couldn't and, tell like, you couldn't tell you he, he's, he's a total shithousery guy i just know him because of memes like all celtic is the celtic rangers the old firm or whatever it's just a meme that people are like still holding on to i i i got nothing for you i got nothing <laughs> i'm actually looking up i'm actually going to see how many how many times like because i'm pretty sure celtic have just been beating the absolute shit out of i think rangers rangers <laughs> may have beaten them last season i'm not positive i know they've been a lot better and i'm not just saying that because steven gerrard's been there but i i know they've been a lot better in recent seasons <laughs> Listen, I'm on their fucking standings right now. Look at these made-up teams. Hype, ab, ab, kill Marnock, Dundee United. Like Dundee United. Yeah, that's, no, a, not, no, that's no. a FIFA legend roast. team. Dundee United roast. is a FIFA career mode legend team. St. John Stone, shut up. Like, who are you guys? It sounds like a Division II, like, Midwestern, like, school that somehow gets into like the it sounds the NCAA it, it sounds like a 12, league wait they only have 12 teams in their yeah. league they're not a real league st <laughs> johnstone sounds like a team that was sponsored by the local hospital like <laughs> okay hold on though rangers won the second to last one that happened in 1819 so hey there's that <laughs> oh, hold up the last four, Celtic have won two, Rangers won one, and then there was a draw. Ooh, so spicy. So there's that. But no, no, I'm, I'm looking through these scores. Uh, Celtic have had Rangers' number, to say the least. Oh, for sure. There's like 5-1. Celtic beat Rangers 5-1 twice well, I know in 2016 Rangers had Rangers had like a I, – I don't remember why. They got relegated. I, I don't remember yeah, if it was well, for – thick... I think they were almost like liquidated or yeah, something. It, I think they almost had they, to like sell the club. Yeah, like yeah. They, they, had a, or some shit. they had a bad situation in the last like decade, mm-hmm. but they've come back from it. If you can appreciate anything from the Scottish Premier League, it's that a team like Rangers who has history, you know – They've come back from a shitty situation and gotten back, you know, in quotes, near the top. But it's the Scottish Premier League. Sorry, Trevor. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry, Trev. But um, yeah. But tailing off though to my actual question, what do you guys think is the actual biggest derby in European soccer? El Clasico. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I think it is El Clasico. It has to be. But there are definitely some huge ones in England and also in in Italy. Der- you have like the Milan derby is always huge. Oh, for and sure, super yeah. To watch, you have obviously the Merseyside, Manchester, North London. There's like four London derbies. It's ridiculous. I mean, de- um, Der Klassiker in Germany, like come on. Yeah, true. Bayern that one. I Dortmund, the Bayern Dortmund. What a yeah. fucking derby. I mean, is there one in? Is there one in France? I can think of one that, um, one that like, named one. I mean, I guess you could say like. Well, no, not even. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Shit, the I, yeah, I don't know. Shit. Yeah, I can't think of one. I, I thought I thought of one, but I, yeah, no. We all know the best one is El Trafico. Yeah, and that's El Trafico. Definitely. Be. Carlos um, Vela versus a Zlatan Ibrahimi, Zlatan Ibrahimovic list team. Oh mm-hmm. man, that's the best fucking derby ever. Um, now, guys, we're not even talking about the New York Derby, New York FC versus Red Bulls. I mean, that's even totally worse. That. Oh my god, feeder club Derby. If it's in, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Resident MLS fan here, New York City Football Club, which is super weird to say in the MLS. Yeah. They literally play at Yankee Stadium. Too many words. 
Yes. And, 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 so and fuck really? the Yankees. So yeah. No, 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 no. But it's not. It's not about the Yankees. It's the fact that their field is a three-quarter sized uh, soccer field. Literally, it's it's bullshit that they are allowed to host games there. The right. the, the field is That's smaller a than look. a normal field. That's a bad look for the MLS. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it's it's, it's awful. It is so <laughs> bad. Life, you know what I mean? I well, I if 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 the Post and Pines guys are listening to this. You know, talk about this on, on your guys. fucking episode because talk about how we feel New York City FC is fucking bullshit that they can play at y- Yankee Stadium with a, sh- a smaller field. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, that's kind of sad. I'm not gonna lie. It's ridiculous, <laughs> guys. All right, I'm still uh, thinking about like I haven't even thought about Celtic in like over two years. <laughs> no, I'm like I don't mean to still like dread on about it. But I was like, God, when's the last time I thought about them? And I think it was like for one of those international champions cup games where they came over and they got their like yeah. shit wrecked. Anyway, go on, Logan. They're sorry. Usually, they're usually <laughs> well, no, because they're usually in like one of like because you know, they always win the Scottish Premier League. So they're what they make the Champions League because of that, right? For some reason. Yeah, I, I think and they, they usually make the, the, the qualifying rounds. Yeah, qualifying yeah, exactly. Rounds. And then and then they go down to the Europa League, and then it's like they might sneakily make to like the round of thirty-two, and then might do something. But at at the end of the day, they usually don't. The only time that I ever really remember Celtic is whenever they sell players, like you know, like guys like Van Dijk, Bellamy, guys like that. Tyranny. They, yeah, tyranny. Like that's really the only time I think of it. I can't think of a single fucking player that has been bought directly from Celtic, or that excuse me, directly from Rangers. Like at all the last couple of years, I just can't. I can't name a single like Rangers export at all. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I I know Ryan. The only reason Ryan I know Kent. about them is because Stephen Gerrard fucking manages them. That's the only reason. Well, I know, I know Stephen Gerrard bought Ryan David Ryan Kent from Liverpool at Rangers, and then I think uh uh fuck, I get them mixed up. Shea Ojo and Ovia Jeria. I get them mixed up. They were they were two uh, Liverpool Academy guys. One of them is mm-hmm. playing at Rangers too. But hmm. I don't know. I just had I don't a bad know. burp. No cool. idea. Moving on though from this, so we don't um insult all the Scottish. If you're listening, <laughs> how'd you find us? Um, hit us up. But <laughs> yeah, what's up, Oi. Uh, could you see Alan Saint Maximin playing for a top six side at any point in his career? This is from Tom. Yes. Yes. What team do you think he would fit best on? Um, what team he would fit best on? Spurs, the top six Spurs. Really? I think Kerry Kane up front. As much as I hate him, he's world class striker. Um, I think Bergwijn hasn't been given given enough time to show how good he is. I think he's really good, but he he doesn't play as much as he should, which I think is weird. And Youngman Son, I think, and Lucas Moore, you have two, but I think Alan Saint Maximon, I, I I think he would really tear up that team. Really? Like, yeah, I think he would. I think he would fit really well with, with like the way Son plays. Like, he is just so clinical with his with his dribbling and, and shooting, but really his dribbling. Yeah, and his, his finishing is nuts. Yeah, but uh, having another guy like that, where where Alan Saint Maximon, he he could be really good. He just doesn't play for a huge team. Yeah, he plays for Newcastle. Like he he doesn't Kevin? score a lot of goals because he just doesn't you know play for a team that scores a lot of goals. But yeah. I think yeah. Spurs. Kevin, what are your thoughts on Mr. St. Maximal? <laughs> if he does play for a top six side, I think it's close that he makes it. Um, I mean, I definitely think he would be a great option off the bench. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Like, no doubt. I mean, even for any of the top that six. That could be a nut super sub. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, even for like Liverpool and like the 82nd minute, I mean, I think that's a great super sub. You know what I mean? We got you. Uh, we got you. Um, I mean, I, I, I think JD getting on about with like he would be a great fit for Tottenham is like spot on. Um, but I'm trying to think. Like Arsenal, I don't really feel like he'd fit well. Um, Chelsea. I mean, they just have too many players now up front. Yeah, he just can't play there, honestly. Um, oh yeah, he'd be, he, he'd be loaned out. Are you kidding me? Yeah, mm-hmm. he would definitely be a Chelsea loanee. Like get... probably loaned back to Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some like double dipping, double jeopardy that Chelsea would pull off. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I honestly, I if I were to give my honest answer, I really don't think he is. So, uh, Kevin, I'm kind of. I think he might be the next Wilfred Zaha. I really do. I think he's probably going to tear it up for Newcastle, but I think Newcastle is probably going to ask a lot for a transfer fee, especially because he's just signed a new six-year deal, and I don't think people are going to pay for him. I he think. was – And I I don't mean that in a bad way, though. I don't mean the next Wolford Zaha in a bad way. He was really happy Zaha with that six-year awesome deal. Player. Yeah, so I, I think he would turn into that, that Wolford Zaha, that, the next one, where he's it's like he tears it up for this kind of like lower or the like middle-table team and just keeps fucking going, and everyone's like, St. Mark's, I'm on to United. St. Mark's, I'm on to Chelsea. City, like all these fucking rumors and shit, and he just never goes. I just feel like that's, that's what's that. going to happen with him. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And and it's crazy, too, with how much they profile as players. Like, they're damn near, like, identical in terms of play style. Like, there's crazy dribble, good finishing, good passers. They're fast. Like, it's crazy, like, how similar that they are as players, too. You know what I mean? Like, this is almost like the, he's almost like the perfect player to turn into the next Wolfers Zaha in the Premier League. Imagine, like, imagine fantasy Alan, stud too. He's just gonna be crazy. Imagine Alan St. Maximin at Crystal Palace pairing with Wilfred Zaha. That team would have too much sauce. Too much that sauce. That would be a too much crazy. Sauce. Twitter would crazy explode team. if it was working, but Twitter dude, would dude. explode. Twitter would explode. Dude, yes, dude, it's just gonna be fucking comps everywhere. But last question. This is from Ezra on Instagram. All these have been pretty much from Instagram, Fucking so thank Ezra. you all for commenting. Um, Ezra, and we're going to end the show on this. Do you guys, and Kevin, I'll let you go first since you're, you know, your co-host is a United fan. Do you do you think Harry Maguire will ever return to his former skill level? Um, No. I, I truly mm, don't. He's a broken man. Um, Yeah, man. I think after everything he's gone through, especially now with the media and the Greece incident and how he's performing now even poorly for England, which, you know, that was kind of his, you know, where he got the attention in the 2018 World Cup. That was his bread and butter. Yeah. Um, for me, I think he'll definitely not be, you know, obviously not the worst center back in the Premier League by any means. But to say that, you know, people were putting him up in there with the Virgil Van Dyke, which is you know comedy. I he cost more. Yeah, yeah um, he did cost more. I I forget. I honestly think no, like if he returns to like eighty percent of what he's done, I think defensively he's just he's just not all up there in the head. I just think he just does these yeah. stupid things that like you know the slab head does, and I love him. He's almost like a goofy character at this point, like kind of like a folk hero of us, you know uncoordinated people who can look up to that man who got like you know 80 million he's our idol so yeah, it's like we we can do it too for the like, working I class too, <laughs> i too can be a fridge out there for manchester united so i uh, i i i really don't and it's not like it's not as a manchester united hater or anything like that like i said earlier i really love this squad um mm-hmm. i really think they have so much potential that they're just not unlocking especially because of the manager um yeah so yeah i, I just don't think so 
Now, Kevin, real quick, do you think he should take a break? You think he should just like not play like a sabbatical, like a game or two? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like games, honestly, at this games. point, like you can tell, like mentally, he's he's been affected by all this shit. Like he looks exhausted. He yeah, just, yeah. Do you think that he should just take a game off, like against Newcastle, just play like Lindelof and Bayi, and just like let Maguire just kind of like have a week to where he can just kind of like, kind of just like just like take a deep breath? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I again like. I don't think he needs like some type of like crazy psychological analysis where no, he's like not, but see a shrink no, and like course. you know hold up a sign like where did the bad defender <laughs> no. defender touch me? Um, no, but but, oh but 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 like take like a mental health day, you know what I mean? Like yeah, from work. and I think like even pro athletes, I mean, need mental health days. You know, what I there mean, there are people too. Like absolutely, there are people too. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite basketball players of all time shares my name. Kevin Love talked about his own like mental health and yeah. depression and stuff like that. And I think there's been several. I think Juan Mata has been uh, very vocal about that as well. And there's been several other players who've talked about their mental health and how. I mean, to be the most expensive defender of all time, especially for Manchester United, the Red Devils, yeah. that is so much pressure. And to be English with the English media harboring you down. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Maybe he just maybe he just needs to like not quote unquote fake an injury, but be like, Oh, I, no. I have a calf tightness and he can't play the match yeah. <laughs> and you know I have a maybe, hamstring I maybe issue. no Logan I didn't even consider that maybe that would be best for him but again I'm not saying oh man this guy needs to be Freudian psycho yeah. looked at what I'm he, saying is yeah he doesn't yeah it doesn't even throw like a psych ward or anything you know yeah it <laughs> doesn't need a straight jacket um okay. but maybe that would help with you know handballs in this Premier League maybe everyone should be yeah. wearing straight jackets but um, <laughs> honestly at this point um that'd be my Arsene Wenger change to the game rules but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i just i totally agree i just think he needs some time yeah i feel, so jd here's here's another part of this question what what was uh because because what ezra asked is to his former skill level what what would you have considered harry Maguire at his peak because a lot of people say that he is like an overrated defender because of his price tag and all that but i think on his day he was a very good solid consistent defender what do you think like his his former skill at like his former school level was at his peak. Like, do you think he's he has, he is as overrated as people say, or do you think that there is a good center back there? So let me just start out by saying Ezra does not really watch soccer. He's a, one of my coworkers, mm-hmm. and he definitely just looked up like British soccer soccer players, mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh, Harry okay. Maguire sent off for England." He definitely he didn't have to throw a listener under the bus, JD, like that. I was, you know, yeah, no, no, no. It's Ezra. He's my boy. He's fine. <laughs> Shout but, out Ezra. <laughs> he's a big Saints fan, but he's never been to New Orleans. It's real weird. Uh, no, Harry Maguire. He was great for Leicester. Fantastic, even. You know, eighty million pounds. Come on, ridiculous. More than Van Dyke. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And of course, it was United that bought him. It was the English mm-hmm. tax, but. I think Harry Maguire, on his day, he is a very good central defender. But I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see him recovering from this summer. I'll say this summer really yeah. did a number on him, and I don't. I'm not saying he'll be shit. I think he'll be decent. He'll be decent for United, but I, I think he won't be what they paid for. Yeah, but, yeah, I I agree. And to be fair to him, it's very hard, like, like what 
Kevin and I were saying, it's very hard whenever you are the world's most expensive defender and you're going to arguably the world's most popular team. Like that's that's a lot of pressure, and you're English, and you have to face English media. Like Definitely. that's a lot yeah. of expectations. I I really don't think that unless he did any, unless he like replicated someone like Ferdinand that he would have really reached expectations that people had on him from like United and shit because he had up just a ridiculous amount so I think it was very unfair to kind of expect him to just reach the heights that any 80 million pound defender would because like you know like we all agree he was probably at least 30 million overpriced like he's like a 50 million pound 55 million yeah, pound I center see back 50. but the English tax kicked in and then the expectations rose and then all this shit happened and I do think that there is still a good center back there. He just really needs to regain his confidence. And it also, I don't think Ollie's the right manager for that at all. I think Ollie's like the worst manager for that. Jose period. Mourinho is the right manager for that. Honestly, or, yeah. I think like Klopp, honestly, would be a great manager for that too. Or Pep, like, wow. if he was managed by like one of the world's best managers, then this 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 wouldn't really be that big of a deal. But Ollie not really being a manager, just kind of being like a face for the Glazers to put out so they can like shield any blame from them. Then this just it's it's just gonna make matters worse for Harry Maguire and I honestly I I feel bad for the dude I really do. Yeah, well, I mean it's Manchester United. We're Liverpool fans. Yeah. Oh no, I don't feel bad for the club. I just feel bad for the player. Yeah, like, I guess this is this is what you get whenever you vastly overpay for like a, a defender. At you know at, at some point for United, you just gotta just fucking chill. You know, <laughs> just gotta relax. Yeah. Don't pay the million for the center back. <laughs> um, but that is all we have. That's actually all that we have on the episode. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, you are welcome back anytime, our good friend. Shout out to the Lads Podcast. If, again, like we said in the beginning, if you haven't listened to the Lads, what are you doing? Go subscribe to them. They are the reason that this podcast was birthed, that it came about. Yes, they were. That it has formed. So, Kevin, we extend our thank you to you for coming on the show and not only making this a reality. So, that's actually all we have time for today. We will be back Tuesday recapping all of the games that happened over the weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love and appreciate every single one of you. Have a safe and fun day.